Hey everyone, I'm Avi Kravitz, Senior Analyst at Rappaport, and you're listening to the Rappaport Market Comment. I'm on the trading floor of the Israel Diamond Exchange on the final day of the exhibition that took place here this week. The exhibit was one of many activities that took place in the diamond industry in Israel this week, beginning with a diamond conference, which kicked things off. And then there were the meetings of the World Federation of Diamond Bourses and the International Diamond Manufacturers Association, that's the WFDB and IDMA as they're respectively known. I'd say there were five themes that stood out for me through all the discussions. Number one, lab-grown featured strongly in all the meetings, which surprised me somewhat. I thought the industry had moved on a bit more than the agenda suggested on the synthetics issue. A lot of time was spent trying to understand the dynamics of the lab-grown market as supply rises, prices drop, and the product continues to gain market share and what that means for the natural diamond product. Of course, these developments are very important to understand, but I found it curious that lab-grown should appear so prominently at a natural diamond conference. Number two, the Natural Diamond Council is doing a lot more outreach and engagement with the trade than it used to. And I think that since the war in Ukraine forced Russian miner El Rosa to pull out as one of, its, one of the NDC's major funders. Remember, the NDC is an industry body established by the mining sector mandated to promote natural diamonds and raise consumer awareness and engagement with the product. The NDC appealed to the trade for help with funding its activity, clearly to fill the gap left by El Rosa and the trade should absolutely step up to the plate. I'd say that as the industry shifts from being reactive on issues such as the threat of lab-grown and the Russian prices to being more proactive in setting its own agenda, the NDC is absolutely a channel through which the industry can shape its own destiny, identity and reality. Number three, traceability is certainly on the trade's collective minds as the G7 nations formulate new measures that companies will need to adopt to show their supply is free of Russian goods and the wider discussion of responsible sourcing. Number four, a word about the WFDB and IDMA, which held their annual meetings during the week and somewhat oddly held separate World Diamond Congresses. The World Diamond Congress is supposed to happen every two years as a joint conference or meeting of these two important organizations. Traditionally, the World, the World Diamond Congress was among the more prestigious and esteemed gatherings of the industry, a time when both the WFDB and EDMA can demonstrate thought leadership and step ahead of the curve in driving the industry forward. That prestige and style that is befitting a diamond, frankly, was sorely lacking this year, as for whatever reason, EDMA and the WFDB decided to do their things separately, as it felt like a, an opportunity missed to deliver a strong message of unity and a clear message and direction on all the important issues facing the trade. Number five, and finally, De Beers was very open and engaged with the industry during the week, participating in all the various discussions and being quite candid and open to answer any questions that the trade might have, including the inevitable drilling of its, on its negotiations with the Botswana government. Of course, De Beers didn't reveal any secrets about those confidential ongoing talks. But on that point, the biggest news item of the week, in fact, came out of Botswana and not Israel. The Botswana government announced it was buying a stake in a 24% stake in HB Antwerp, a diamond manufacturer which opened a factory in Gaborone this week. The government will also supply HB with rough through the parastatal 
Okavango Diamond Company, although, although the parties didn't say how much rough it would supply and then all the nature of that supply. HP is largely focused on big stones and has an agreement with Lucara Diamond Com Corporation, the mining company, to exclusively buy all its specials, that's goods over 10.8 carats, in which Lucara gains a profit share from the eventual sale of the polish. There's some speculation that the Botswana government wants to replicate this model with the beers, or at least gain more supply from the beers local Botswana operations for Okavango, so that Okavango can implement such a model with other partners such as HB. What can I say? There are a lot of moving parts and this relationship status, let's say, between Botswana and, and De Beers is, let's say, it's complicated. That's our market comment for this week. Note that Rapport will not be publishing the Rapport price list on April 7th or April 14th due to the Jewish holiday of Passover. And that includes also our weekly market comments that will take a bit of a break in the next two weeks. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, Rapport Auctions, on rapportauctions.com. Like this video, follow us for more content such as this about the diamond industry. Thank you for watching everyone. Have a great weekend ahead and we'll see you next time.